You're listening to Consciously Crude. Unapologetic truths the collective is ready for. Granting permission for the incognito spiritual badass to dive deeper into the magic of their universe. Come out of the spiritual closet. Awaken your courageous heart. Step deeper into your divine power. These are the quantum upgrades your matrix is ready for. Let's dive deep. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Consciously Crude. We are sitting down with Marie Loon, who is a soul igniter, an animal communicator, a healer, and a channeler. Through multiple challenging and traumatic life lessons, she has healed herself physically, mentally, and spiritually. Those valuable life lessons have led her to her own path of healing, realigning her with her true self and therefore her life. One soul at a time with love and empathy, she holds space for humans and animals to align with their own true selves so they can also find the path that leads them to their purpose and allows them to live a healthy, fulfilled life. Marie-Lune came into my life about two years ago now, and I had went, gone to her for some healing sessions, not knowing that she was a channeler. And as soon as I walked in there, this beautiful soul, this gorgeous woman activated me. And since then, my own ability for channeling has opened up beautifully. So the word soul igniter definitely rings true and i do hope you enjoy this conversation she had with amanda and i hello and welcome everyone this week i'm so excited to introduce Marie lune fortin she is a animal communicator energy healer and channeler am i missing anything nope you got it <laughs> <laughs> and Marie lune and i met oh about a year ago now i'd say feels longer than that it feels longer, maybe two. Uh, I went to Methilun for a few energy healing and channeling sessions, and she is actually the one who has guided me into channeling with my own clients and energies. So a uh, special place in my heart for this woman. So thank you for being here, Marilyn. Oh, thank you for having me. I'd love for you to talk about how you came across your gifts and what brought you to this special world that we're all in. (laughs) Um, It's interesting because I, it's hard for me to define a moment where it really happened because now that I look back, I realize I've done that since I was a kid. Mm. And you know, when you do something and you believe that everybody else also does it, you just go along. Mm-hmm. So it's more about not the moment I realized I was doing that. It's the moment I realized not everybody was doing it. Mm. Yeah. So um, do I believe everybody can? Yes. That's the thing, right? Mm. So, so since I've been a kid, I've always, always done that. I, um, I would either spend time with elderly people or animals. <laughs> and if I could find both together, that was the best. <laughs> Which was my neighbor. So I want to say my neighbor really started this. Um, I loved her. She held a lot of beautiful, loving space for me. We didn't talk a lot, but we spent time together in her garden and she had cats everywhere. 
Mm. And I would always be the one who tried to find the cats. Um, and it just continued. They've really held a space incredible for me uh, on my journey also as a kid in my family. Mm. Um, in my family, we are what, what I like to call, to call like a, a rainbow family. We're a little bit colorful. Mm. Um, you've got my beautiful mom who passed away when I was 23 and my mom was um, bipolar. And then I have my younger brother of nine years old, younger than me. He um, adopted from Haiti. Mm. And, um, and then I have my older brother who is also um, was born, um, you know, with um, physically and mentally challenged. So there were moments, uh, often moments where I was alone and the attention was not on me. Uh, I learned to really be quiet and make myself very, um, almost not even there, you know, mm -hmm. and the times where it was energetically very, very um, thick, I would find uh, my dog at the time, I was a Labrador, and I remember there was one incident where I was very, very, um, it was just too much for this empath, highly sensitive little girl I was, I think I was probably eight years old. And I didn't know my dog was in the basement, but I ran downstairs in the basement and he was there in the corner. So I went and found him in the corner and that became our pattern. Every single time it was too much. We would both find ourselves in that corner together and just cuddle and snuggle. After that, we'd just be crying with him. Mm -hmm. So what I have uh, for animals is this incredible love where I don't know if on earth, you know, in this life, I'm going to be able to repay to them what they've done for me. Wow. But I'm darn going to try it. <laughs> you know, um, they are the ones that taught me to love again and trust again. Mm. And they still do because I'm not done learning that. I'm still very careful. Mm. But they're the ones who have my heart right from the get-go. <laughs> so Beautiful learning like hearing and being with them that was there all the time so i think the communication was just happening yeah yeah but when i started to like notice uh it was more when my guests really become strong in 2015. okay okay mm -hmm. i want to pause you for a second before we get into that because mm -hmm. i think a lot of listeners can resonate with the story around um the dense energy that you would feel in your home right mm -hmm. maybe you know maybe this is not something that you others were aware of at, at the time but then looking back in hindsight could recognize yeah there was a lot of density in my childhood home yeah so you are very in in tuned with your sensitive gifts and i'd love for you to share how you recognize them as part of, uh, you know, a strength, a power, yeah. Yeah. and worked on cultivating that. Mm -hmm. They didn't feel like a power when I started. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it felt like anything else but that. Right. Um, now looking back more and more, it's in these times where I felt very um, drained uh, or very where people would put a lot of judgment saying, I am too sensitive, I am too this, that I realized that that's probably at the point that 
right then I was at my most powerful mm. I hadn't yet learned to harness it mm-hmm. um, but now I'm in a totally different place so um, 2015 is really when my, my awakening was fast uh, my awakening was strong and it was not pretty mm. it was uh, like a slap in the face and almost my world just changed. Everything changed. Um, it was through illness, my illness, that I really learned to, it was my only way to be able to live, was to be able to connect with my gifts because my gifts brought me back to exactly who I was. It was my truth. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed is that the more I was further away from who I was and my truth, the more ill I was becoming so I did some experiment going back and forth with it. Mm. And then when I just started to really connect with it and, and then start to channel, you know, um, and what I mean by channeling is it's a quiet way to listen and to a higher power, a higher voice. And the channeling part is to then become that vessel to bring it forward and share it with others. Mm-hmm. Um, does that answer your question? Does that make sense? Yeah, girl. I feel like I go in tangent, like I could go forever. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. The way I think of it is like, um, it's like you are like the way that I've been, de- it's been described is like you are the lamp or like, you know, it's like the, that's going to shine the light and you plug your outlet into the yes. source. Mm-hmm. Such a good image. Thank you, Amanda. Love it. Mm-hmm. When I am with my clients uh, with animal communication, I tell them, I say, I'm the telephone line between you and, um, and your animal. Meaning I'm only, when I'm in that communication role, I'm only sharing what I'm getting. Right. That you like it or not. Yes. It is a conversation, right? So yeah what your pet might want to talk about might not be what you want to talk about. Right. Cool. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not all about the guardian. Um, It's not all about the human. Yeah. That's the part that I, that's why I'm there. And I think that for the, the people who are getting into their sensitivities and their, their gifts, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, to remember that as well with other people, right? When I'm, when I'm in sessions with people and, and I'm connected and things are coming through, some people don't recognize that that's what's happening, right? That, that I'm tapped into that channel and it's, it's not coming from my logical, rational brain trying to mm-hmm. explain something to them. And, um, you know, there's often times where or not often, but sometimes where the things that are said are met with a bit of defense and you have been great at showing me or sort of pointing at learning when the person you're sitting in front of is ready for the message. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's important for those that are listening who are tapping into their gifts is not everyone's going to be ready for the message, especially when you start and you're, you do have these bigger awakenings and it's like, whoa, this is coming through and this is pretty intense. Yeah. Um, we can't be, res- we can't feel like uh, responsible. Well, there's a responsibility over it, but we, we don't want to take it personally if that mm-hmm. message is rejected. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That's well put. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I imagine that sometimes those messages, like it's like the message comes through jazz. We've talked about this too. It's like the message may come through and at the moment there may not be awareness of it, Mm. but later when it's finally like settled, it will eventually land. (laughs) Yeah. And what I've noticed is also when, when you get a message, it doesn't mean it has to be shared at the time because you're getting the message as well. There's uh that's like a fine tuning. It's the mastery of channeling that comes in at some point. Mm. Um, for example, in a session with an animal, if the animal is uh, telling me, um, let's say they have two guardians, you know, mom and dad, that's what they call them often when they, they talk about their humans, like my mom and dad, they say that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I've had a dog say once, um, I really don't get along well with dad, but dad thought they were getting along well, mm. you know? And what I heard at that moment is it's good awareness. You'll know when, and maybe not in this first session, but eventually to bring that forward mm. and mm-hmm. say it to the human part. Mm. But it was about being the first step of an information. Channeling is information, right? And how to handle information is a way of how to also channel. And that's where I think the channeling, the healing comes into the channeling. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a question mm-hmm. because we, we talked a little bit in brief about this, but how can we, like, even as you're talking about, um, you're referring to the pet as like the animal. And I think that so many people consider the pet to be their animal. Like ownership. Can you maybe speak a bit to that? Mm -hmm. So if you've noticed, I've been using the word guardian, right? And I haven't said the word owner. Um, It's a shift that I made the closer I was starting to um, get to the animal realm. Um, So I have moments where sometimes I'll just sit and I'm tuning into the realm of the animals. It feels it's just them. You know, you have the realms of the angels. You have so many different realms. And realms to me just means it's a human way of saying it's a different vibration. Mm-hmm. And the animals, sometimes I'll just get messages. Boom, it's like the collective of animals talking to me. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to write them down, my, my job. And um, that came through one of those messages is we, do, we are not own. The humans have seen... Um, us as being yes part of their life but they're making us be part of their all of their ways Mm. and they're coming forward now to really show that they also have their way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's almost like there's a this energy of like a pedestal too that we put animals below us right Absolutely. And that's where I do not believe in levels. I do not in any of the realms that exist. I think I've said that to you before, Jasmine, is that we are on the same plane, but at different places, mm-hmm. not at different levels. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was something that they were requesting that I actually started to name, uh, name guardians and not owners. And I'm also starting to shift from pets. Mm. pets brings us into a different categories Mm -hmm. right so i really love to really just use animals right now okay 
Yeah. My question, my follow-up question now is like, (laughs) we now, like now I'm rethinking, I'm like, okay, so my, like, you know, in the past, maybe calling like my cat, my pet. And it's like, you have a hierarchy, a right that's above, let's say a chicken or a pig or a cow, because you're my pet and I take care of you and you serve me because I get to pet you. I get to, Mm -hmm. I get to enjoy you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's such an interesting way to rethink things. And if you look at it, we can, this is how I really feel. It's one of the ways animals teach us about spiritualities. Mm. And often I've noticed that if people have been in uh, relationships where it's been really hard with humans, they will accept more the truth of the animal realm. It's a softer, gentler side. They trust them more. Mm-hmm. So they, I've noticed often that the highly, highly sensitive people will come to me. The ones that need gentleness, that need compassion, that need that, um, you know, I don't know how to say that gentleness. Yeah. That would be the word, you know. We all need different things. And, you know, I know, like Jasmine, you, I know you as a healer. You're strong. You got that voice. You're like a freaking powerhouse, right? <laughs> and, and I love that. And I know that when I need that, oh my God. I'm good. Are you girls there? Yeah, yeah we're, we're here. here. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. I guess information's uh, coming in. <laughs> wow. How did that sound on your, on your end? <laughs> it was fine. It wasn't that loud at all. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, so you were talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about me. So I feel like when I need to get my butt kicked, I'm going to go to Jasmine. <laughs> yeah. Or when I need to have a really certain uh, energy, like a fire energy. If I need to really connect again with my power within me, mm. like she can ignite that into me. I connect more with that gentle, soft side, nurturing mm-hmm. mama bear, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and both are as good. They're just different. And they cater to different people. And now I'm starting to see that the animals are bringing to me the humans that can hear from that gentle side from them. Mm-hmm. They're kind of fed up of hearing from the humans because how many times did the humans actually let them down? Mm. but with animals they feel safe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. yeah I have um, I remember my grandfather used to say that uh, we often I mean so many people love dogs uh, dogs are so unconditional with their love and my, my grandfather used to say I think that we all um, would be a lot you know life would be a lot simpler. Things would be a lot better if we could love each other the way that dogs love us. The way that our companions, you know, love us. It's that it's such an unconditional um, or can be very unconditional love. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. They're actually right now they're doing, uh, my dog is doing an awesome, awesome uh, lesson with me and animals in general is I am in an awesome relationship right now. And, um, and for the first time, I'm 
being shown how I can be loved with all that I am, not just my partner is not just picking and choosing. Mm. It is all of me. And, um, but because it's my first time experience and that I'm having a hard time to open my heart to it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, so what if I was to actually, I was telling myself, what if I was to actually try to step in that relationship with my boyfriend, the way that I do when, when I meet animals, when I am with animals, what if I was to do that? What if I was to replicate that and bring that in? And that's helping me so much. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that will help even just what you just said could really help a lot of people who are, who have that, like that guard up where they're like, you know, it's easier for them to relate to the, the puppy that's walking past them versus the person walking right. the puppy. <laughs> They're like, ah, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to your dog. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Marilyn, do you have any like case studies or maybe we want to talk to karma a little bit here and uh, show the listener. Oh yeah. Let's do karma. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Some yeah. love action. So karma is, um, so Roberto, my partner is karma's guardian. I'm so excited that I have this new word. Check you out. I know, eh? You're such, such a good learner. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, so, you know, we are her guardians. She also does, um, truly, she's often, uh, in the past, she's been really passed off to a lot of different people. So either mm-hmm. Roberta's mom or, um, you know, Jordan's mother. So Kayla will often t- sometimes be like, I really miss Karma. I want her over. So she's often just kind of, floating everywhere um so i'm interested to hear i feel like there's definitely synchronicities with uh with karma and i and it's just very funny because um the irony of the fact that her name is karma and Mm -hmm. my life is just in and of itself a a, a pretty ironic joke but she's (laughs) such a beautiful beautiful dog so i really want to um better understand her because i feel like um i'm like I'm just going to give you as much information as until you stop. But you here. don't have to. You don't have to. Actually, what I've noticed in channeling, the least information I get, the better, better it is. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. So I'm just going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to end it there and I'll let you do your, <laughs> let you work your magic. <laughs> awesome. So what you did, Amanda, just so listeners know that is that you sent me, because we're not in person, so I don't have karma next to me, right? Which... Mm. If I could, I would gladly do, and we'll do it for sure. Yes. Um, but the other option is to do this uh, through a video or even phone call. And what you did is that you sent me a picture. And what I'm going to do is just going to connect with the eyes of, um, of karma. So you might hear a little bit of silent, uh, silence right there, and it's just me connecting. Uh, and then I'll just let you know when her and I are on the same wavelength that I call. Mm-hmm. So hold on. <laughs> She's so adorable. That was really quick. Um, so how do I know that we're connected? It's um, that they, my guys want you to want you guys to know is that it's like a little click, uh, a little dial in my heart. It's like a click. We're like, we're on the same channel, like a radio. And I've just learned to notice that it's there. That's all. Everybody can do what I'm doing. Truthfully, it's not special. It's just, it is there. Everybody has it. We just need to be taught. 
And um, so Maybe we're right we yeah. have an we have an episode where we talk about our clear senses and um, mm. and our intuitive gifts. So we have a three part series on it. And Amanda and I did an oracle card reading where I talked about how it, in my heart it feels like it's pointing me to the card, and I'm feeling like the direction through. Cool. That. So it's a very very similar heart piece. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just to go into like everyone has this ability. It's just about exploring and opening up and observing what is right for you and what it feels like for you. Exactly. How does it show up, you know, in your body? Yeah. Um, and that's how you're going to connect well with animals is if you go by your body and your heart. Mm-hmm. That is my only prerequisite in my animal communication course is that you have an open heart. That's it. That's all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then what I did is that it's like a conversation. So I can't just say, hi, Karma, I've got a question for you. She's kind of like, who are you? <laughs> like, I have to introduce myself. So I'm like, uh, hi there. I said, I am here and then tell her my name. And I'm, I'm like, I'm here to be able to um, talk to your mom. I said, your mama has questions. And all of a sudden her energy is like, oh my God, this is exciting. Yay. <laughs> like, this is, I, I have voices for the animals, by the way. <laughs> but she's kind of like, oh my God, yay. Um, <laughs> she's so sweet. Feels, she feels so, um, her energy feels like she has a, two splits personality. Um, and please let me know if it resonates or not when I'm talking. And if it doesn't resonate, all good. It's just because we need to go deeper. Mm. But for her, it's like she has this one piece of her with like the puppy. She seems to be a forever puppy energy like that. You know? Mm-hmm. And this, the other part is that gentleness. Like so gentle, sweet she feels very connected with the body. Like she knows of you and Roberto and the guardians who needs what. And she'll, uh, she's showing me, I don't know if you've noticed, so try to see next time, but she's showing me that she actually will connect with one of your body parts. She will move her body and she'll connect her heart space with your body wherever you need it. Oh, okay. So notice her body language around you guys and what is going on in your life when she does that. Yeah. Um, she says she likes her name, but she wants to be referred as the sweet kind of karma. Yeah. So, okay. So if I can share, but it's because Roberto named her karma because he used to joke that karma's a bitch. And I was like, that's not funny anymore. She is beautiful. beautiful. She's beautiful. And karma's amazing. And I, I had to like, (laughs) I was like, we're not saying that ever again. That's not a funny joke anymore. It was funny when you were 19 this is not funny. <laughs> so this is, funny. this is why it's kind of like um, confirming, confirming what you guys, the switch you've made. She's like, yes. I am karma, but I am the sweet kind. She says, yes. yes. Um, do you have a specific question for her? Otherwise I can just go to her and see what she wants to tell you. Cause that is, that's how it goes. It's a two way street. I think that Um, I do have a question, but I'm actually quite interested to hear from her because I feel like I often just kind of either demand things or command things. And I really just want to understand her. That's more what I feel. Okay. Let me see what she wants to talk about. First of all, she's showing me ducks. What does that represent to you? What does that mean? She's showing me some duckies. Ducks. Do you walk by a lake or a space of water where there's ducks around? There aren't, but she does love water. She's like obsessed with water. 
Okay, I think she's referring to a time, a space where she was near water and there were ducks. She noticed them. This is something I've noticed in many of my um, sessions with dogs. Dogs and ducks had a special relationship. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They get along great and they love each other. So energetically, they are compatible, I call it. Okay. So she's showing me ducks. She says that, and that's a request I get also often, she'd like to have a stuffed animal that is a duck, please. Okay, done. She, uh, she wants to go and pick it. Do you sometimes, Aww. she's showing me her going in the store. Are you used to taking her in the store? No, I've never. So, and I've only, as of recently, um, been her guardian. So it's only been since oh. June. And I mean, before that, we had a very strained relationship where I was in a lot of, like there was a lot of my anger was taken out on her. And that's where I feel like I, I want to better understand how to repair that and how yeah. to ensure that she feels seen and, and heard. Mm -hmm. Don't feel guilty. I could feel a little guilt right there. Okay. Don't feel guilty. That that's part of the shift. That's what they do. See, she's helping you shift out of that. Yeah. Um, so she wants to be part of the process. She'd like to, uh, she's very polite, by the way, uh, very it's polite in the way she's asking things. She's like, if it's possible, could we mm -hmm. ask me um, if I am okay going where you guys want me to go? <laughs> you know, when you were, mm -hmm. uh, I think you explained to me that she is going to many people, right? Yeah. Often. So, and then just tune in. That's going to help you also tune in with your own, um, honoring your own heart. By honoring her, you're going to be able to honor yours as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause the last thing you'd want is, you know, for, uh, let's say she, let's say you guys, I don't know, you've gone through something and your heart is full of sadness and what she's been doing is work really hard for you and really strain this, you know, sadness and work energetically to help you shed some of that. And then the day after she was to be taken, maybe, I don't know, with a child, uh, she might be too tired and the child might really fall on her nerve and mm. that could create, you know, where mm. she could just be like, you know what, get away from me, child. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying she'd be snapping or anything like that, but I want you to know that that's how actually uh, some animals will get to the point where they snap. Right. Just like us, we've, they've had enough. They don't have hands. Their mouth is their hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So are we paying attention to their needs as well? So that would be one of her requests. If you're okay with that, she says. Yeah. So her request, so just so I understand her request is that I ask her if she's okay to go somewhere before I take her. Asking her permission. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I can like totally do that. Right. And like we said earlier, you'll fill in in your heart. Mm -hmm. If let's say you ask her, and you're trying to see if it's a yes or a no. If it's light, it's a yes. You'll feel in your heart, in your mm -hmm. body. And if it's heavy in your body, that's probably mm -hmm. a no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Let me see if there's one more thing she wants to talk about. She's like, I want to see my buddy. I want to see my buddy. Where's my buddy? Um, who's my best friend? There's a best friend Is somewhere. it Baloo? Well, that's what I was thinking, Baloo. Is it Baloo? She misses her buddy, Baloo. <laughs> yes like her heart started oh, to really really oh like where's my buddy so i'm going this is a great example i'm gonna ask you a question where's yeah. the buddy and I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go and tell her yeah yeah so uh 
I mean, her, we used to live with another couple. Um, okay. And she's like when Roberto was living with his, uh, his old roommate, they had Baloo. And so Baloo and Karma would hang out all the time together. They'd cuddle together. They were together all the time. They would play together. Um, okay. And now she hasn't seen him in a good three, going on four months. Oh, okay. Rich is like, what the hell happened? Like, uh, where's, where's, where's the dog? So where's my buddy? So that's a great example of how can animal communication help? Before um, changes happen in the life of an animal, I can come in and I can make that clear. This yeah. is going, this is what's going to happen. So right. that helps with um, taking the like, prevention of trauma in an animal. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Totally. Right. Totally. So give me two seconds. I'm going to go tell her now that we have the answer. Excellent. Okay, so right away she goes to solution. She's a problem solver. Like she's like, she's like, okay, I got a solution. Can I just go visit? <laughs> yeah, we can ask. We can see if that's a possibility. <laughs> and she said, she's so good. She's like, if we can't do that, can I have another buddy, please? <laughs> it's a new buddy. She is missing a sense of community with her own. When you say her own, do you mean specifically dogs? Let me ask her. She said yes. Okay. Okay, interesting. So um, does she, this is so funny. I'm like, does she appreciate being over with Roberto's mom? Because there's, there's a lot of dogs there. Does she appreciate being with those dogs? So interesting. She says, I feel like the mom or the dad. I feel like I'm the one in charge. Yeah, she is. And That's she, why I'm feeling like it's, it's probably more draining for her to be there than to yeah. actually enjoy it. She's like, I feel like I'm in charge. It's more what she's looking for. It's more play. Okay. We want a play date. We want to go in the park. We want to run. We want to be silly. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's so fun. I can totally... So I'm going to tell her I told you and that you're going to take care of that. Is that cool? Yeah, totally. I can't just leave her hanging without an answer. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. So that's the part. That's my job. Yeah. So hold on. <laughs> She's awesome. She's so funny. Can we do it now? <laughs> uh, yeah. After this call, we can go, go to the dog. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll tell her. <laughs> Okay, so notice her when she comes back, because I know she's not with you right now. When she yeah. comes back, notice how she is. Yeah. And I want you to send me a little memo and say, like, I, will. I feel she's going to be, like, crazy excited. She's going to come in. She's going to be like, oh, my no. God. <laughs> <laughs> so Amazing. that gives you an idea, you know, of how, how this works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. And so is there any case studies where you've worked with someone where in doing that, um, in sharing that experience where like, there's just like you talking, you know, you, you talked about how it's a spiritual journey as well for the person receiving the message. Yes. So where like people have like massive aha moments or shifts or breakthroughs following their animal communication. Yes. Something that I've seen, um, there is one, uh, it was a horse. 
And what I've noticed is that the initial session was to be looking into the, um, the physical aspect of the horse was not feeling well. So that was my first initial. And then it's almost like they, uh, how can I say it? They are using their own illness or behaviors to slowly sneak us in there. So what happened is that we took care of that and checking in what happened on the physical side. By the way, I'm not a vet. That's very important for people to know. I'm not a behaviorist. I pass along messages. Do I get sensations and imprints and all? Yeah. Will I tell you to go check what I'm telling you with your vet? Yeah. You know, because everybody has their gift. Um, that being said, so we did that part. But all of a sudden, after we took care of the horse, the horse started to say, asking questions about her owner and saying, is my mom okay? Mm. And then I started to tune in with, um, with uh, the guardian. And then I had to go explain to the horse that the owner, what the owner was going through. All of that to say that at the end of the session, it was about that person claiming and reclaiming her power and also what her gifts are and helping her connect with her purpose. Wow. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the session, I remember the lady said, I have not felt alive like this in years. Mm -hmm. Wow. And mm -hmm. that all of that through her horse. Mm -hmm. And that is what I call also their mission. You know, when we say animals have missions with us. Mm -hmm. So part of the mission of this beautiful horse was to bring back her guardian in alignment with her path. Mm -hmm. That's I resonate with that a lot mm -hmm. with my uh, my other uh, other animal companion, um, my my cat Mowgli. She is she's so sweet. She's such a little wild jungle cat, but also a total house cat. It's very funny. Um, yeah, she came into my life when I was um, at the time I was on the brink of, of separating from a relationship. And I remember just falling in love with her immediately as I, as I saw her. And then when we split, I was like, there's no chance that I'm leaving her with you. Like I've taken her with me. <laughs> and um, ever since there's been so many ways that she's shown me through her action, through her body, through everything, like ways in which boundaries need to be established. And mm. she used to scratch all the furniture. Like it used to be this whole thing. She was living with, at the time I was, um, uh, with a roommate, there was another cat. It just did not go well. And then when she moved into this house, I was like, I'm getting you a cat tree. You're going to have your own space. It's going to be yours. And like this cat, could, she could not be happier. <laughs> She's so relaxed. She's like, thank you for you finally go. giving me my space and my boundaries. And I'm like, interesting. That mirrors me. I also mm -hmm. feel that that's what I've been working through. So mm. our, uh, our animal companions can totally gift us with these beautiful lessons. Absolutely. Yeah. There's one, uh, there's one that I want to talk about quickly. Do we have time? Yeah. Sure, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was my, so I'm a medium as well, meaning medium I can connect with the deceased. 
and that they are animals or that they are humans, which is something that I do in my animal communication. We can also go with uh, animals are diseased. And I had this beautiful cat. Guardian knew the cat was going to pass away in a few months. So the goal here was to keep the cat comfortable with energy healing and with animal communication, ensuring that the cat receives what exactly they need so the transition is smooth, okay? Um, and what I offer is to be there in connection with vets. So often some vets will let me be there. And what we did is that I am there before, during, and after the transition. So it happened at home and I was there before. Her, his name was Brayden. Uh, there was actually an article in a magazine about this. And um, I am a medium, so I've always known that people are deceased or animals are close by. This was like experiencing it. So I was communicating with this beautiful cat right before. And then he kept communicating with me during. And what I mean by during is that euthanasia, right? Mm. And then he kept continuing to communicate with me as he was gone. There was no break in the communication. Wow. And that to me was like, holy shit, okay. They truly are right there. And it truly is just a different vibration. Right. And this beautiful cat has been now, he is one of my guides. Every single time I go and I help with that kind of service, which is mm. so sweet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank oh, you no. very much. <laughs> it really offers a new appreciation for, for animals and just what they can what they can do to illuminate the beauty of life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's finish with our four questions. All right, Marilyn. Let's go. The first one is when do you feel the most powerful? Mm. Most powerful. I'd say I feel the most powerful when I actually, and not even, yeah, I actually, when I am in communication with an animal, Mm -hmm. when I am doing and using what I receive as a gift in the service of. Mm -hmm. So I guess I can shrink that to when I am of service. Yeah, beautiful. What's one thing in the modern world that's got to go? It's interesting. The first thing that came through was time. Oh. That's the first thing I heard is like, I'm like, is that spirit's answer or mine? Which one are we looking for right now? (laughs) But I would say time. Yeah. That's cool. great. We don't even have to elaborate. <laughs> What's the one thing that this world needs more of? Mm. Compassion. It's mm. probably one of my most favorite word. Love it. Yeah. yeah. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Mm. One of the best one that's really helped me grow and continues to, and I can see that piece of advice staying with me forever, is there are no rules. 
Mm. There are no rules. It, everybody has our own truth. And if we can all spend the, the energy um, figuring what our own truth is, then we'll stop hurting each other. Mm. I hear that. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, Marilun, we will have your info in the show notes. But before we head off, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know? Any final words? Um, I guess I'd say um, oh my God, there's so many things. It's so hard to just bring it down to one thing. It's really hard. Um, it's funny, I'm actually not going to connect with the animal communication piece of this, um, this podcast for that one, but I'm going to connect with find what makes you vibrate and then continue searching until you find your own lane. Hmm. It truly, it's two different things. You can mm-hmm. find many things that make you vibrate. And all of a sudden, when you find that one thing that it's your lane, holy smokes, everything changes. Everything it. changes. It's life is full of, and I believe in them miracles, and they all start to show up and they become normal almost. Mm-hmm. I can totally resonate with that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much, Marilyn. I want to thank you both so much for having me, giving me the time and opportunity to share and. It's, uh, it's not about me, truthfully. It's really about the animals here, and they do so much for us. So let's try to take care of them a little bit more. Thanks for tuning into the show this week. We are so grateful for another opportunity to dive deep with you. If you want to connect with us even further, head to our website, www.consciouslycrude.com. There you will find how to get in touch with both of us, upcoming events and workshops, and links to our social media platforms always welcome your input so feel free to comment your questions make guest suggestions and let us know what you learned and it is so 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 appreciated that you please rate comment and share so we can grow this conscious collective platform with gratitude amanda and jazz 